I'm nice. And I'm naughty. And, and we're, we're both 40. 40. We're going to tell you how it really is. From our perspective. Tune in on Sundays at 2 p.m. As we dish on topics we're sure you can relate to. Welcome to another podcast episode of Nice, Naughty, and 40. We've made it to February, a yes. month. Yes, a month that's always near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a time to celebrate Black history. And yeah. of course, as many people would agree, all of African American history most certainly could not fit into the month of February, but it's still nice to have this time for all people, not just black people, African American people, to relate and celebrate the many accomplishments and contributions made by blacks in this country, you know. Um, so for the entire month, Michelle and I will be having conversations on different topics related to black history. Yeah, now see, I won't say anything about it being the shortest month of the year. <laughs> hey, we take what we can get, right? <laughs> okay, that's what they gave us, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm so excited to get the uh, first conversation started, Tanya. But before we do, to our listeners, uh, please subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm, follow mm-hmm. us on Spotify, Amazon Music, <laughs> iHeartRadio, and Pandora it's so many it's like oh my goodness yes we're, we're exactly exactly <laughs> please, be, please be sure to check out our uh, previous episodes too yes it's like when people say well where do I listen <laughs> where can't you listen <laughs> you know yes so I was thinking for our first episode we would talk about something that most people enjoy movies <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know, there's this show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, if any of our listeners haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, A couple of shows. One is The Movies That Made Us. I love that one. And that's not specific towards African Americans. It's just like if you like to see behind the scene how a movie came to be. Uh, And a wonderful documentary, which does talk about Blacks in films. And this is also on Netflix. It's called They Gotta Have Us. And it's really cool because it doesn't just focus on Americans. It also focuses on British black actors and uh, basically the trials and tribulations that they've went through as well. And those movies that have been identified as black movies, you know. Now, of course, blacks have been appearing in movies from just about the beginning of when movies came to be. But, you know, you and I, Michelle, we grew up in the same era, you know, 80s, 90s, and many of our listeners, they're in their 40s as well. Maybe we had, you know, we got some youngsters too, you know, in their 20s and 30s and on, you know, some people who might be in their 50s. But I figure, why don't we focus on that area? Because if we were trying to focus on everything, oh goodness, it would be too much, much. right? It would be a series. We'll have our yes, own. Yes, yes, yes. And, and so... I figured what we could do is start with what movies from that time period really made an impact on you when you were younger, you know. Now, what we're going to do, because I know you probably have a lot, we're going to keep it to, we'll say about two, because yes, (laughs) any more... 
too. We could this podcast would be going on and on and it would be like a movie, right? Mm. <laughs> it would be hours long. <laughs> so what okay. you got, Michelle? Tanya, really too. Okay. Um, I know, okay. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> they that was influential to me. Um, I have to say, um, man, I have so many movies that have mm-hmm. influenced me. Like, goodness. Okay, so mm, And then it depends on like what was going on in your life at that time, Mm -hmm. you know? So, all right. So one of them that meant a lot to me is lean on me. Okay. okay. Remember that one? Yes. Uh, Joe Clark. (laughs) Yes. Yes. With the bat. I'm sorry. That one part always makes me think you smoke crack, don't you? I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. That's the one part, not the only part, but one of the parts that always stays with me with that movie. Oh, my part is when the girl was like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. No baby. I was like, I know oh. it had to be me. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but um, that was like very influential to mm. me. For one of the reasons, it's because it was my first time going to the movies with my friends. Okay. So, yeah. So I remember getting all dressed up, laying my clothes out, going to the movies, like a few girls, a few boys, like I'm, I'm grown, you know? So it was that. Um, and the movie was really good. So a bunch of young kids. I think it was on an Easter or something. I can't remember exactly, but I know it was something going on. And um, it was such a good movie. It was quiet in the movie theater. Everybody's watching mm. and everything. But seeing that, um, it made me grateful for not going to a bad school. Yes, like, I was I terrified. I, I, never, I was terrified. Yes. yes. like Because we were like in middle school at that time. I remember mm-hmm. Hopkins as well. Can we say our school? You know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Hoppo, so it was nothing like that. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, man, I'm grateful to be in that school. Yes. But um, I was a good student anyway. It just made me appreciate it more. You know, we did have uh, Dr. Huey. Remember Dr. Yes, Huey? Yes, yes. <laughs> With the painted white shoes. Yes, he was around he like forever. <laughs> yeah, he kept us in line. <laughs> but um, it was that. And then uh, another another lesson was about the girl that got pregnant. So young, yeah, he looked so young. I remember thinking like, I'm not doing nothing to get pregnant. And uh, yeah, I waited a long, long time because I just did not want that situation to happen to me and then it showed you how the boy didn't want anything to do with her and you know so save your goodies like because I still remember her whining face and my other movie I still love it and I just realized my kids have not seen it is Crooklyn really I love Crooklyn I think Troy was the cutest little girl ever but that is one of my movies I love to this day I will sit and watch it um I learned with that one it's like she had a big family, mm-hmm. but it's like just finding your way. And it's it's like with her, she's just trying to figure things out, you know, coming of age movie. She got beat up when she was uh had to go to the store with her mom food stamps. Yes, yes, yes. I know I could. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um it was just so good. And then also it seemed like once she did get settled in the skin she was in life shifted again and then it's like you have to get situated again so it's like teaching you that life is not going to be smooth you just have to keep adjusting and find your space you know and figure things out so that um is only two times (laughs) so what's your two what's your two you know and it's so funny because i know i set the maximum of two (laughs) not realizing that it's extremely difficult (laughs) 
to just mm-hmm. name two. You better not say more than two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I was thinking what I'll do, uh, my workaround with that is that I'll post the rest of my picks. <laughs> on our Facebook group and Instagram <laughs> page. <laughs> and if you're wondering, that's nice, naughty, and 40 uh, for our Facebook group in nice.naughty.40. That's four zero for our Instagram, right? So I'm going to post them there. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to, I'm going to pick... Is it okay if I don't pick an actual movie, but I pick an actual... I was thinking a director, writer, actor. Such a cheater. You found a way around it. <laughs> because, you know, you said Crooklyn, and immediately I thought of Spike Lee. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, his crazy. movies from Do the Right Thing, that's like 1989, uh, to, you know, Crooklyn, and that's in 1990s, 1994. They all made a huge impact on me and like mm-hmm. everything in between that I mean like think about that yes I mean he has this way of portraying these authentic characters and presenting such a high level of verisimilitude I mean like we're to the point where I'm sorry (laughs) it's the the appearance of (laughs) (laughs) verisimilitude the appearance of being real Um, So that it's like the person doesn't seem, even though the movie itself is fiction, Mm -hmm. the character, the setting, the events that transpire, it all seems real. These seem like people that you know, right? You know, I I think of, I mean, I know I wouldn't pick this one necessarily, even though it's in his, it's under the umbrella of Spike Lee. Uh, You know, if you think of Jungle Fever and the character Gator, you saw Jungle Fever? Oh, yes. yes. With Gator, I mean, Samuel Jackson. But no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that character, you know, where we used to live, unfortunately, we were, you know, there were some people in our area that were crackheads. Yeah, yeah. And that's real for some people. And to see a character on the screen, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this, is, I saw a guy like that the other day, you know. Yeah. But specifically, I would say, you know, I would focus on like, do the right thing. I actually did not see that movie in the theater because I was like 12 when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw it in my 20s uh, and I didn't see it on the big screen. I think it would have made an even huger impact on my life if I saw it on the big screen, but I saw it on TV. And not only that, <laughs> I saw it on TV with the edits, you know, like where they changed the profanity. And I think that, oh, I mean, sometimes it's necessary to have it for you to get the full impact, but it's, st- I mean, here's the thing, even with that stuff being taken out of the movie, it still had such a huge impact on me, you know, okay. uh, it made, it was so powerful. It, there were certain aspects of the movie I thought that were really sad. I mean, but it was real, you know, you were showing, they were showing us racial tension and unfair treatment of black people and how it still persists today. And I mean, I think about this, I think about certain characters like Mookie and especially Radio Rahim, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the love, hate, you know, the rings and all. Yeah, and yeah. I think about the tragedy that ensues with yeah. the police officer got him in the chokehold. Sorry, I mean, if you, for our listeners, if anyone who hasn't seen this movie, I'm sorry if I'm totally spoiling it for you, but you should have saw this movie. (laughs) 
episode. I know someone's like, dag on it. She's telling us the whole movie. But <laughs> they didn't see it. That's going to make them want to go. Yeah, to yeah. Know. But I mean, like, does that not sound like fiction or real life to you? I mean, this real stuff life. is happening in, happening. you know, in 2021. That's had that you know, this is just, story. this still happening, you know? Yeah. And it's sad, but. I think sometimes the best movies come from what's really happening uh, because there might be instances where, like for me, I, I haven't seen anything like that necessarily. Or, And that's not to talk bad about police officers or to say, oh, you know, there's racial tension everywhere. But I think some people, they don't have that experience. And to see it on the screen, even if it's just fiction, to come to the realization that, you know, this is a part of some people's lives. Yeah. And if it's a part of some people's lives and it's unfair and unjust, then maybe I ought to do something about it, regardless if I'm black or I'm white or I'm Asian or what have you, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And then another movie that I also didn't see until I was an adult, and this one I, I picked because I'll never forget, I won't say her name because she's not on the show, but you and your one friend used to say this in the schoolyard, don't get nasty was from school days and I had absolutely no this is when the girls were in the window uh I remember and, who it was. oh it was a, she used to live on your block start with it. her name start with an m yes oh <laughs> <laughs> but no I this is school days and I remember I, I had no idea where you guys got that from or what and I was and I, I remember you used to say it every so often <laughs> and I and I'll never forget I was watching the movies like oh my gosh that's where Michelle used to and this is years <laughs> later <laughs> like oh I didn't God. see this movie until I was a young adult another one I didn't see in the theater because that movie came that was like his first first movie so yeah now you know, see, I'm, I'm surprised y'all got to see it. it you must have snuck and saw that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's good you didn't see it because I remember the like it was a lot. There were some scenes, yes. But the only part I, that really stuck in my head was, oh my gosh, she licked a part of his head. That's disgusting. <laughs> like it's still stuck in my head. Like was, was that supposed to be sexy? Because it wasn't. Like yeah, yeah. That's one of the main parts. The music was great, but yeah, I did see it. Young. Yeah, I didn't see it at home. I saw it over a friend's house. So. Hmm. <laughs> but no, I mean this. It definitely had a huge impact on me. It had me wanting to go to a HBCU uh, and I feel like this movie it dealt with stereotypical portrayals of black people and not only that but the issue with colorism you know Uh, and that's something that still goes on today as well you know And, and this isn't just on but you know within America but even on a global level you might see issues like that so that's something I really appreciate with most Spike Lee movies is that you know that's what you get you know and it but, actually even go on with other cultures like yes lighter to skin yes I mean, yes I've, I've had some um wow. uh, some some students who've written papers that they're from India and yeah. you know how if you're a fairer skin or darker skin like they would say if I was a, like if I'm your complexion and how I'm treated differently and what have yeah. you so yes yes you know um but yeah i'm i mean school days uh i just i mean the idea that it was presented as a musical but there was this lesson and i love how it and that's the one thing i like about spike lee movies too the Mm -hmm. ending it's like a cliffhanger ending because he just leaves it out there for you to just think you know the ending is wake up 
you know. I just didn't like the yelling because I remember. Yeah. I, you know what? I remember my wake mom up. took me to see that movie, <laughs> and when he yelled "Wake up!" I remember her jumping up like. <laughs> well, she she fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> when you said that, I just remember because I I enjoyed it because I remember them. You're just a jigaboo. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, at the end, you can wake up. Do. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mad because it's like she was like. They woke me up like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but guess what? We're talking about it, so it stayed with us, you know. It did, it did, it did. <laughs> now for uh, movies that you you know you might really love, were there any uh, characters, actors who you would say you know they did an exceptional job, really bringing characters to life? Uh, yes, Training Day. Um, Denzel like it's so many I can say it's so many movies where oh my gosh Ray Charles I still feel like um Jamie Foxx is more Ray Charles than than he is mm-hmm. I know he wasn't supposed to name well you didn't say how many movies but I can go on and on and on. <laughs> like, like um it's hard out here for a pimp I remember <laughs> mm. I was loving DJ until I heard and I'm like oh he's such a gangster and he's this and he's that and he's a pimp and we're rooting for him do you remember that it's hard out here for a pimp you're talking about um I know what you're talking about with Terrence Howard yes and yeah. I I never he- saw that movie straight through I'm sorry <laughs> But I remember like really thinking that that was him and I heard him on the interview on TV and he sounds, oh my gosh, so different. Yeah, And I'm just like, I looked at the movie different after that. Yeah. Yeah. Corny. Yeah. I mean, not saying he's corny. I do love Mm -hmm. Aaron Howard, but he gets into his character so well. It's really the actor and the director that can bring them out. Like, yeah. Bring that out of them. Now, let me add, because something that you said that really stuck with me, and we might even talk about this later, but with those roles, it seems like it's usually the characters that are doing something bad where they get the recognition and praise. I remember like with Denzel with Training Day and uh, while on one hand people were like, wow, he's being acknowledged and nominated and this, that and the other. People were like, why you gotta get nominated for that? Why didn't he get nominated? What about Malcolm X? You know, I thought he did an awesome job as Malcolm X. But at the same time, I mean, he was so believable in Training Day that... I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's like, okay. it's, well, they say there's uh, it's times when we may see stereotypical yeah. portrayals of black people in movies and um, viewers on a global level may actually think that's how we all are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, um, hmm. all right. You think let's get back on the topic. Are there movies you really love that do an exceptional job bringing characters to life? And let's keep it to two picks again. I know I cheated. I threw this one. I got excited about that. Okay, Michelle. Oh, just two. Only two. All right. Okay. Okay. This time I'm going to do movies. All right. And it's funny because I was just watching him earlier. Uh, I have been, and this is not a movie, so I know this one doesn't count, but I was rewatching uh, the Power episodes. Oh, so okay. Lorenz Tate, I just think he's just awesome in everything. But uh, so I could pick like any Lorenz Tate movie, <laughs> but I'm going to pick one specific 
uh, that popped into my head, which is Love Jones. You ever see Love Jones? I have not seen it, but people get mad at me when I say it. Exactly. Just like me. Love, love <laughs> no. Jones. And I'm just like, why haven't, I don't know why I haven't you seen know, it. it. It's it's like, I don't know. For me, that movie in particular I love his portrayal because he's not gangsta, gangsta, anything like that. Uh, but I could relate to his character so much. I mean, we got uh, a, not only that, we have a love story, a, a genuine love story. And I think that a lot of times we get this portrayal, uh, you know, like even like uh, people do the hashtag, hashtag black love. Yeah, and I think that yeah. one of the things is that a lot of, I mean, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's not an issue within other communities and with other races. But I think a lot of times people grow up saying, I've never really seen people who are together, who are black and in love and they treat each yeah. other with respect and, you know, what have you. And to see that portrayal, Usually what you see in a movie is uh, someone who's being treated unfairly or, you know, oh, that's just my baby mama or whatever. (laughs) And or, you know, she just skank around the way. And and I mean, yeah, we need those portrayals, too. But to have one where, you know, it's professional. One thing about that love the, the movie. He didn't have a good haircut in that movie. He, he, you know what the issue was with? No, you know what? That's what I was about to say. He didn't have a lineup, but no. that's the look they were going for. So, so I mean, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure they were like, you know, no. I but I'm the broke dude getting with the girl that had money or something. Or... No, no, he was a novelist, and so he was in the zone, and it probably was one of those things where you know looks I mean I won't say looks but I'll say that he wasn't into yo I gotta have my shape up and this that and the other I think they were trying to portray him in a different type of light you know like he wasn't you know he wasn't a thug Nia Long her character she's a photographer she's not a skank Uh, (laughs) I didn't say it like that but but I mean I love that you know and 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 it, I think it shows that it shows people, like you were saying, on a global level, like, yo, you know what? Um, we are diverse. We are versatile as, you know, people of color and everybody is not the same in just this stereotype. And so I and not only that, I guess since it has kind of an artsy feel to it, since yeah, I'm really okay. into that type stuff, I enjoyed it as yeah. well. Uh, and, you know, like we got the poem component too you gotta see it because i'm telling you watch it tonight yes you got to you got to um but my second pick would be soul food oh i love that one yes yeah and i picked it because even though there's you know some family drama uh i love how yeah yeah exactly exactly you know but i love how it it depicts the importance of family and tradition and the significance of the matriarch in the family you know Uh, i think that oftentimes people just assume that all uh, black families are disjointed or, you know, they're filled with all of these problems, not realizing that even if there may be some issues or what have you, when it comes down to family for a lot of people, uh, that is the absolute foundation and so important. I would think most people, it doesn't have to be a matter of you being black or what have you, but I think that 
if people are on the outside looking in and they're automatically making these assumptions and saying, you know, well, black people have so many problems and, and they're, you know, they're taking it back to, you know, slave times and which don't get me wrong. Some of this stuff is legitimate and saying that uh, families were broken apart and what have you. But that doesn't mean that family's not important uh, and that uh, even if there are issues. And so like with so Yeah. Yeah. So had time like we mm-hmm. come together. Yeah, exactly. And so like with soul food, and I mean, the importance, like I was saying, of the matriarch where everyone came over to Big Mama's house. And, you know, it's like, uh, I I thought that was so great. It made me think about my grandma. She she was my grandma, you know, and I think that is. But that's also the thing. Yeah, you did not tell Nana. Yeah. Yeah. And I I will say the sad part is it makes me reflect on how like uh, everyone kind of went through. They tried to keep things going, but people started going their separate ways and I have to say that that does happen uh, sometimes where you know that one who's holding everything together should they pass away it kind of makes it hard to go on but I think that that shows uh that shows people what's going on within potential families and even if it's fiction it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily have to be uh so I'm dying (laughs) to know your picks Michelle Okay, so you pick some nice hearty things. <laughs> do not laugh at me and do okay. not judge me by my picks. Okay. But uh, I picked, like, as far as, like, the characters, um, um, Tupac and Juice. Ooh, yes. I mean, oh, my gosh. And then Lorenz Tate and Minister Society. Oh, Lorenz Tate. You know, that's, that was, he's always, I mean, I know he's married, but he's always been, you know, <laughs> near and dear to me. <laughs> that's my cousin in love that looked like him. <laughs> but they both got so deep into their roles like yeah. it was hard to distinguish them from the character mm-hmm. like Loke Dog like I was scared of him I was scared of um oh my god Bishop <laughs> like I think I would role. be more scared of a uh, Bishop than Loke Dog I don't know I feel like no they both was crazy it's weird for me it's it's like and probably because it's Lorenz Tate <laughs> No, where I'm gone. still in my head, like it's Lawrence Tate. No, no, like he, he did not care and would kill you. No, but and Tupac was crazy. So I, I don't know. Are scary. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And it's just like, um, I mean, I won't lie. What girl doesn't fantasize about the bad boy? Like I know I used to think mm-hmm. about a bad boy. I never dated a bad boy. Because I was scared that, you know, if they got caught doing something, I'm going to snitch. Like, if we cops put something on me, I'm telling. I'm telling Mm -hmm. everything. So, Mm -mm. I would just fantasize about dating a a bad boy. But they got so into the roles. Like, I was just caught up in that. But, um, yeah, Bishop. Oh, my gosh. I still remember the part when when, um, Raheem. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, I cried. When, oh gosh, I mean, like not sobbing, crying, but like, you know, the tears were coming down. Oh gosh. Sorry, folks. If you, I mean, you haven't seen Juice yet. I mean, really, come on, folks. But <laughs> I know, like, come on, get it together. But <laughs> so, wait, but, did you uh, like him? I didn't like him because he had a kid. I, mean, I cute, but I, I didn't envision. envision like, no, no, no. I mean, well, in terms of in terms of characters, um, I mean, in terms of him as an actor, I thought he was absolutely hot. Yes. Uh, but in terms of the characters in the movie, I was all for Q just because yes. you know I was no, really heavy was into rap, it. and I was like, you know, he was DJing, and I was like, no, oh, he gonna Q scratch was, it up for me while I'm on the uh-uh. mic. No, you gotta take it back. <laughs> Q was mine. He was mine. 
did his rap thing and he hung out with the bad boys, but he still had ambition. Like he wanted were yeah. out of life. And I think that's what, you know, I think that's the attraction also is the yeah. idea that, oh, you know, you're going to like, you know, you're going to like me and you're going to leave all that negativity and what have you. Like, you know, when he, he does get with his girl and his, you yeah. know, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Low Dog. Um, oh man, he was so cute with his plants. Um, but he just, <laughs> he didn't care about life. He was ruthless. He was down and loyal to the end. And that was just so sexy. He, he was. That, did you say that was sexy? It was sexy. No. He see, put the gun and it was all sideways. He was like, da, da, da. he was saying something to the guy. I was like, oh, he is sexy. He'll protect me. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> No, I mean, like, if we want to get on a Lorenz uh, Tate kick, I would have to say not Helm as Loke Dog because Helm as Loke Dog is scary. But to see the evolution of his character, you see Dead Presidents? Yes. To see oh. the evolution of his character and oh. Dead Presidents because yes. you can see how he got to the point of where he is, you yes. know. And so I could appreciate that character. I, I feel, I mean, not that I don't think Loke Dog's believable. I don't ever want to run into a Loke Dog. Uh, I don't either. But, but I mean, I guess, I don't know. I um, I detached Lorenz Tate from that character so much that it was like, that's just not him. But I feel uh, like, you know, and I mean, obviously, I still thought he did a great job in the role but I felt like he did an even better job in Dead Presidents because we got to see the evolution of his character whereas with Loke Dog he just was always that way and he just got but it's guys out here well it's it's people out here that are like that yeah that's a sad reality we turn on the news every day and it is people out here that's yeah it. yeah yeah and i mean but there are ride or die girls or, or guys by their side you know and that's the part to me that's scary where you know you you're like oh i think i can change them and this that and the other mm-hmm. and i think that in seeing the portray i think what's interesting with that movie is that we don't ever see him with you know like kicking it with a girl or anything like that you know yeah. because he's so he's so gangster gangster he ain't even got time for that you know like at least some of the guys they like yo <laughs> and i'm gonna holler at you <laughs> but not him not him you know yeah so he's like listen i'm i'm too i'm too hard for all that <laughs> so <laughs> unless i'm like it makes me wonder like was he afraid a girl was gonna break him down and then you know to the been, point you know been. Yeah. Or if you know how sometimes they don't want to get attached to somebody because yeah. they could use that person yeah. to get to you. Because mm-hmm. he was gangster. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, whatever happened to Trey? Like, is he, you know, doing. I mean, I, I forget his real name, but. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he left with Jada, I was like, it's crazy. I thought maybe they would have did another one. Like, what happened? Did they move? Did he become yeah. bad again? Yeah. Because he tried to get a job, wasn't making enough money for his family. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but, but that little boy was the cutest little thing on his uh, little his little big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we've come a long way in movies. You know, we talked about a little bit of them, but you know, uh, we played maids to streetwalkers or thugs, <laughs> um, vice presidents, CEOs of companies, and even presidents. You know, yeah, yeah. Morgan Fre- or even God, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Oh, yes. Heroes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, though we've appeared in movies that might have a predominantly white cast, you know, um, in some cases, even a diverse cast. Do you think it's necessary uh, to still have what people might identify as black movies? 
absolutely. Mm. And I'm being, uh, I would have said something else. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know it, but I'm sipping on my wine and Tanya has not said anything. Yet. <laughs> but um, absolutely, like, let us have that, you know, as far as like, this is something that we can relate to and it's something that we've had. Yes, because I don't feel as, I mean, since we are the minority, we're not racist. Like, we include, we, you know, it's like, hey, come on, come join the party. You mm-hmm. can be in our movies. But we still need to have something for us, you know, as far as, like, uh, we can't relate to when it's a predominantly um, white movie. A lot of people can't always relate to that or the issues that they go through. We don't know about um, all this extra, having all this extra money and <laughs> your dad giving you a a business or you know like the things we can't always relate to that so we need to have something that's more so like for us and uh, the things we go to go through okay i watch i mean i watch all movies i love all movies um but it's nothing like a black movie like and it's a depiction of your family your friends issues that you've seen you may not have had to, to deal with it firsthand but you may know someone that went through that, you know, and it may help you through it. You know, what about you, Tanya? Well, you know, I think that the best movies, whether they're fiction or loosely based on facts, they need to feel real. So with them needing to feel real, I mean, the reality is that not everyone experiences the same reality, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would say with this in mind, I think there should definitely continue to be movies with a diverse cast because we see that more but at the same time I think that there still needs to be movies that uh, show us black actors and it might be a predominantly black cast as well because that may be the reality for some people you know I mean I know that there might be people who say well I've never encountered a black person I mean when I was uh, in college I actually had a student, me, a classmate, and she was from where well, I don't even know where this is, but she was from Moscow, Pennsylvania. Oh wow! She hmm. said she had never seen a black person in person. Wow! Yeah, I, I was like wow. one of the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> like since she went and she, but she, the thing is that she was this was in our uh, black woman's history class okay. and we were you know having a like a transparent conversation and all mm-hmm. and she is really cool people but she was just being real and she says you know I haven't had any contact so all I know is what I see uh, you know whether it's portrayed on the news or it's uh, on TV shows or it's in movies or what have you so I think that sometimes that it, even if it's fiction that's what some people might have so I think it's necessary to be able to have these different depictions because it's not just yeah you might think it's just for black people but not necessarily I mean I think that it can still be something that's open for all people even if it's just predominantly a black cat yeah i agree i agree completely i can't believe like we kept um we had to keep it to such a limited (laughs) almost i mean i'm dying to see which movies made the impact on our listeners lives. yes yes so be sure to post on our facebook group nice naughty and 40 now it's about time for our inspirational quote yes Uh, we may as well take a quote from a movie (laughs) life is not the amount of breaths you take 
it's the moments that take your breath away. That's from the movie Hitch. Alex, um, Alex Hitchkins was his name. And Hitch, I think, was such a good movie. It wasn't a predominantly black movie, but it starred Will Smith. I love Will Smith movies. <laughs> this is my favorite. And we didn't pick one of his movies. I know. Was he acting? Yeah, he had the Fresh Prince in the nineties, but yeah, he wasn't. Doing I think movies. yeah, like his um, like his first movies. I mean, and he hasn't done. I think what would be classified as black movie per se, but he's played the black male lead. Like we can probably do a different episode on people playing different leads in you know more diverse movies. But I don't think he's ever, or at least not to my recollection, he's done uh, what would be considered a black movie yeah he's he's international so yes I, yes it, <laughs> it makes you think like it's really about what takes your breath away like living your best life which mm-hmm. is what we always talk about you know mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on it tanya you know i love this idea because i think sometimes in life we get so caught up in those negative moments mm-hmm. uh or we get caught up in uh just keep going keep working keep doing this keep doing that and hoping that well one day we'll have time to do whatever it is we want to do like you know you I I even hear some people say well I'll sleep when I'm dead you know meaning that they just they basically work themselves to death I mean you know that's your choice but I think the idea here is that when you look back on your life you know like some people even say when I you know uh if I'm on my deathbed or uh I know that my days are numbered I'm hoping that I can look around and I say, you know what? I'm happy with how I spent my life, you know, Uh, and you're not having any regrets. And this idea of just thinking about all the moments that you had in your life that take your breath away. You want those. I mean, most people would want those to outweigh the ones where you're thinking of sad times or negativity or what have you. And so that's certainly something that I'm hoping. And I definitely, even in doing this podcast, I feel like this helps to take my breath away sometimes where, you know, I just get so excited and look forward to talking with you. And, you know, even like I said before, even if it's just us listening back to our podcast, (laughs) I mean, even if it's just one person, yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, this takes my breath away, having a platform just yes. to talk. And I'm, I'm sure that that's even how some of the actors feel when, or writers or directors feel when they're putting that movie on the big screen and they're saying, uh, wow, this takes my breath away. Uh, I'm representing our people, you know? True. <laughs> Until next time. Whatever you do, live your best life by loving yourself.